0: Well, Hebrews, that doesn't record anything about the birth of Jesus that so we found died in Matthew and Luke. And so, why would we be going to Hebrews? Well, I guess you'll find out. So we're looking at Hebrews chapter 2, and we're just going to look at two verses right now. Will you stand with me for the reading of the word? <coughs> We see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he by the grace of God should taste death for every man. For it became him for whom are all things, and by whom are all things, and bringing many sons into glory, to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings our heads for prayer. Uh, Lord, we thank you this morning for this word. We thank you, dear Lord, that wherever we look in the scriptures, we find the story of Jesus. We find the story of redemption. We find the story of God's quest to bring man to himself. And that someday, we're going to find those that have... Receive the offer of salvation through Jesus Christ that there's going to be a wonderful celebration, a wonderful reunion, a wonderful time together in the presence of God. We thank you, dear Lord, that we can depend on those promises, depend upon your plan. And Lord, we ask this morning as we look at this word that you would help me to be able to. Bring out truth from the scripture that will help those here this morning to realize what wonderful treasures we have in Jesus Christ our Lord. We pray these favors in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated for the message. The message title is Jesus was made lower than the angels. And so. As we look at these verses of scripture, if you begin reading prior to this, you would recognize the words of Hebrews as coming from Psalm 8, where a person is praising God because of his faithfulness, because of his creation, and uh, and then he begins to exclaim of what? Why would you pay attention to man? Man is such an insignificant part of creation as far as his size, as far as his, his uh, role. Uh, why would man be so important to God? Uh, so the Hebrew writer, and we don't know who the Hebrew writer is, Uh, We'll find that out when we get to heaven. But the Hebrew writer says that the psalmist was praising God because of what he did. Uh, He says says, one in a certain place. Uh, So do you think that the Hebrew writer didn't know where it was found? Do you think the Hebrew writer was... Well, I just can't think where that scripture is right now. So I'm just going to say, it's somewhere in there. (laughs) If you just just look, you'll find it. No, that, that isn't why he put that. He put that because who said it was not important? It was what he said that was important. And so he didn't care to pinpoint it. He knew if he was writing to the Hebrews, he was writing to Jews, he knew the Jews would know where that was. He just, he just wanted to say, this was a testimony that was given, and I want you to pay attention to the testimony, not to who wrote the testimony. And so he said, uh, that he said, uh, "What? why would you take notice of man? Uh, and he says this about, All of us. He says that man was made a little lower than the angels. That's you and I, folks. We were made lower than the angels. And God constituted, God instituted, I should say, creation that way, that the angelic realm is above the human realm. Uh, They can do things that we can't do. Uh, We certainly believe that angels play a role in our lives, but uh, they, are, they are in a realm above us in the way they can, they can uh, uh, go from place to place, in the way that uh, they can do the bidding of God. And, of course, there's angels of different rank, of, of different importance. And uh, we know that uh, even as we think about the Christmas story, Gabriel was a busy angel, wasn't he? Uh, we believe him to be one of the archangels. Uh, he, he certainly had a, had a busy schedule to get the news out. And wasn't it insulting to, to Gabriel as an angel of God, insulting to God when Zacharias didn't believe him? Uh, he said... I'm Gabriel. You, you kind of maybe you don't pick that up when you read the story, but if you look at it as to who he is and his rank, uh, if if a uh, a messenger from uh, the president of the United States uh, came with full authority and and he did something, you would recognize that he's there because. Uh, He has the authority of the office of the president behind him. And and you would respect that authority. Uh, In in this case, uh, Zacharias, who's the father of John the Baptist, didn't believe the message. Well, you can understand how it was tough on him. Because he and his wife Elizabeth had been praying for years for a baby. And it was they got to a point where they just gave up on it. Uh, God's just not going to give us a baby. And now when it appears that all hope is gone of them having a child, then here comes Gabriel uh, standing there on the right side of the altar of incense, and uh, he makes this announcement, and uh, Zacharias doesn't believe it. Uh, looks like you know maybe the train's already left the station, Gabriel uh, you know i 'm an old man uh, no longer are things the way they were with i with myself and elizabeth uh, there 's been a while since the the flame of passion has burned uh, between myself and my wife and Gabriel, though, had come speaking with the authority of God. And that's what he says. So read that again and look at it from Gabriel's point of view. I am Gabriel. (laughs) And I stand in the presence of God. And I brought you this message. And you don't believe me. So now you're not going to be able to speak until this baby is born. This baby that you don't believe is going to come into being. And so uh, Gabriel had, had a busy job uh, also with his appearance to Mary and with the announcement there. And, of course, uh, Joseph saw an angel in the dream. But uh, angels have had very, very important roles in the lives of mankind. Uh, Hebrews 1.14 says they're ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation so that is us so there is the ministry of angels Uh, don't you love that picture of the angel hovering over the children when they're going over the the dangerous gorge with water rushing through have you seen that picture and the children are on the bridge and an angel was hovering over them to watch over them. Uh, do we believe that that uh, that young children have an angel? Uh, how about Nevea? Does Nevea have an angel? How about Ava? Does Ava have an angel? Uh, the Bible sa- tells us that Jesus said that their angels do always behold the face of my Father. So that's that's how we know that the little ones do have angels, and it's on the authority of what Jesus said. So, uh, yes, uh, they have an important place to play, uh, an important role to play, I should say. And so, uh, uh, the Hebrew writer is, is talking about mankind. We're made lower than the angels. We don't have the ability the angels have. And so... Uh, uh, God has given us a special place. Uh, and at some point when he's quoting this psalm, uh, he talks about verse 8. Now, I know that I got this. I didn't get this from a commentary. I got this from Morton W. Dorsey. And, and may God help me if I'm misquoting Morton W. Dorsey or misrepresenting anything that Morton W. Dorsey said. That's Morton Wiley, Wiley Dorsey. He was my pastor and a very learned individual. Uh, he could answer many questions about scripture and he was on the radio for a while for people to call in and ask questions about the scripture. And he, he was our Circleville Bible College, now Ohio Christian University, he president A very, very learned man, an evangelist, a pastor. Well, I know that I heard him say this, uh, where he says in verse 8, You have put all things in subjection under his feet. He's talking about mankind there. (coughs) Uh, And you remember that when God said, There's the earth, subdue it. Uh, I'm, I'm making you the master of it. But something happened there, folks, uh, because old Satan came in with his old slimy trail and tempted Eve, and she in turn led Adam astray. Uh, But uh, we find that sin entered the picture, disobedience, Uh, that now man did not have the same superintendence over creation that he had prior to this time and so uh, it says he put all in subjection under him for in that he put all in subjection under him in the exact words of verse 8 he left nothing that is not put under him now what i've read some of them want to take this part and make it apply to jesus Well, it does apply to Jesus in a certain sense. Uh, There is coming a time when He's going to have the whole creation in full submission under Him. He's going to be the King of kings, the Lord of lords in actuality over all. And He's he's headed in that direction. And someday, uh, there will be the great coronation. And there will be the millennial reign. And... And Satan will be incarcerated. But uh, I don't, I believe, if I'm remembering, remembering correctly what Morton W. Dorsey said, uh, he said that this marks a time in the existence of man when sin entered. And this verse, the second part of this verse, but now we see not yet all things put under him that this is when man stepped outside of God's will. Man is not the great ruler today, is he? Uh, We see a lot of educated, very intelligent people who cannot rule themselves. That Satan is in charge and pulls them aside and pulls them astray. And so he says not everything is put under him. So you can say that's looking to Jesus, that there's coming a time when he's going to be Lord of lords and King of kings. But you can also say there was that time in man's existence when man stepped outside of God's will and sin became dominant and became a ruler and began to wreak havoc on humanity. And then I so then I like what verse 9 says to me it fits but we see Jesus So aren't you glad for that exception that's what but means isn't it That is an exception that is where a difference is made a difference is made Yes we we see man now as being in subjection to his lust, to his sinful cravings, we see him being dominated by appetites. Uh, you know, it's amazing. Illegal drugs. You know, folks, they're they're coming at us. They're wanting to have recreational marijuana in Ohio. You know, they're going to keep coming and keep coming, and you know there are millions upon millions of dollars that are behind this. They're going to keep pushing and pushing, and they're going to hope that enough people just say, well, I guess they can make money off of that just like they do off of cigarettes and alcohol. And, and they're going to get their way. Uh, they kept pushing gambling that way, didn't they? And, and now they're expanding that so you can do sports gambling and so forth. Used to be rules against that, but man fights against that because, you know, we shouldn't, we shouldn't have these kind of rules that inhibit what our desires are. And so more and more as the population becomes secular, divorces themselves, from God, from spiritual things, they go to these kind of laws and these kind of rules. Uh, I, sold, uh, I sold my elevator. Did you know I had an elevator? is <laughs> looking at me kind of strange. I had an elevator, Nevea. Uh, yeah, I did. It, that that is what it's called. It's a, you've seen it, but you didn't know it was called an elevator. It's a, it's a thing that you can put up into the hay loft, and you can hook a tractor onto it, or you can turn a motor on, and there's paddles, and they go round and round on this long thing, and you can put a bale of hay on there, or whatever you're putting up in the loft. And, and so this thing with paddles, you put it down here and it carries it up, it carries it up, it carries it up. And then hopefully there's somebody up in the hayloft, the guy on the bottom puts it on and it's run up and it goes to the hayloft and dumps it off. And then, you know, if, if you got a good hay elevator, you can load it up and you can just drown that guy on the top with hay, you can just drop the bales on him. Uh, so I had an elevator, and I, it was just sitting there, and I didn't use it anymore and uh, so I sold it to a fella who is a a firefighter and uh, was sta- was stationed on in on in west side of Columbus, one of the firehouses there and uh, we were talking uh, he said we were talking about. People that are overcome with, with drugs. So, I, he said he was talking about Narcan. You know that they're busy with Narcan, going around to these people that OD on drugs. He said, he said you won't believe it, but we go in. People are are dying. They are unconscious from a drug overdose and we hit them with the Narcam and we bring them back and he said they're mad at us because we interrupted their high. You see, their high was going to take them to hell. They were dying. They were dying from illegal drugs. But now the firefighter has saved their life and brought them back. But somewhere in the, in the haze of their mind, they were having some kind of enjoyment before they died. And so they're mad now because they're brought back to reality. I want to tell you, there's a high you can get that won't kill you, and it's in Jesus Christ. Jesus, Jesus can make you high and happy. And you can be in your right mind. It doesn't have to be illegal drugs or alcohol or any of those kind of things or uh, sniffing uh, glue or any of the things that people have done over the years. You can know Jesus in your life and have satisfaction, have enjoyment, and have peace. Yes, so man has been put in subjection to sin. But we have a hero. (laughs) We have Jesus. Jesus is the great exception. Now notice a few things here if you think this chapter doesn't talk about the, the birth of Jesus because it tells us that Jesus was made. That doesn't go along with our theology, does it? Because we say Jesus, we say that the Christ is forever, that he was with God. And that's what the scripture tells us in John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So Jesus was there, or the Word was there. Jesus is actually the human name of the Son of God. So really, he wasn't Jesus before he was born. When he was an embryo, he was, his parents were told, you're going to name him Jesus because he's going to be a Savior. But before he was born, he wasn't the Savior, was he? He was God from everlasting to everlasting. And he stepped over the timeline that separates this time world from eternity. He came into our time world. He came, he drew back the curtain, as it were, of eternity and stepped through the curtain of eternity into time. He stepped into our world He was made. How was he made? He was made in the womb of Mary. Yes, by the power of the Holy Spirit, he came into the womb of Mary and a body was grown. And that's what the scripture tells us, that you have prepared a body for me. He had to become a man. So, we, we see one who was had a body made. His name is Jesus. And he's just like us. He's lower than the angels. But he, he made the angels. He made everything there is. But now, he's lower than the angels. He hasn't laid aside his divinity. He's still who he is. But... He has, if you read in Philippians, it tells us that He laid those things aside so He could be our Savior. And so, it says He did this so He could die. That's what verse 9 says. So He could die. And so, He tasted death for every person. That's what the rest of this verse says. Look at some other verses here in this chapter. Uh, In verse 14, uh, it says, He is a partaker of flesh and blood. For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, Jesus also himself, it says he, it's talking about Jesus, Also also himself likewise took part of the same. That through death he was going to die. He might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil. And deliver us. He wanted to deliver us. The next part of that verse. Um, Verse 16 talks about it again. For verily he took not on him the nature of angels... But he took on him the seed of Abraham. So he didn't become an angel. And and here's one. Uh, in verse 17, wherefore in all things it behooved him to be like unto his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest. He wanted to be made like us. That was his mission to be like us so he could be our hero, so he could deliver us. And so then maybe you have a question. Uh, What about verse 10, uh, where it says uh, that he came with his intent? Uh, You see, bringing many sons into glory, that's taking us to heaven. That's what glory is talking about. It's taking us to heaven. Uh, if you're talking about glory, you're talking about the presence of God. And so, uh, it says that he need, they need, it needed to happen that the captain of their salvation was made perfect. Well, we say Jesus is perfect, don't we? <coughs> So was he perfect or did he have to be made perfect? (laughs) Well, if you understand what the scripture is saying there, it will help you a little bit. Just, Just put this word with it. He was perfectly suited. Perfectly suited. You see, yes, as God, he was perfect. He had no sin. He never did anything wrong all his life. And he kept all the law. That's why he could he could be our Savior, because he had no sin himself. He could take our sin on him because he had no sin. But now we see that he had to go through some things. He had he had to prove himself. And so foxes have holes, birds of the air have nests, the Son of Man hath not where to lay his head. He had to go up on that Mount of Temptation, didn't he? And face old Satan and win the victory up there. He had to go through that. He is, he is going through the proving time in actuality. Yes, he's God. Yes, he has all power and authority. But he has gone through this to show you and I, if we depend on the Holy Spirit of God, we can be victorious, we can be a conqueror. See, Jesus didn't say, Oh, I am the Son of God, so I know that I can overcome these things. He used the scripture, didn't he? He quoted scripture. And all the time he was in prayer, wasn't he? He was giving us the standard for how we have to be victorious. We have to seek God in prayer. We have to go to the Word of God. There are a lot of people today that are not reading the Word of God. They don't know what the Word of God says. And friends, if you're going to be a Christian, you need to read the Bible. You don't have to read the old testament and go through all the all the names of all those people back there that looks like a hebrew phone book but you have to read the bible you have to know what the scripture says you should know some verses out of the new testament yes so jesus showed us that yes we need to know the word of god we need to we need to depend Upon our time of prayer and talking to God, we, we need to look for the will of our Father. Even when he was raising the dead, he prayed and he said, I'm doing that for these that are around me so that they can know. Uh, in John chapter 17, he said, uh, I'm doing these things so you know they know that you sent me. All the time he had that vital connection that vital connection between himself and the father yes he's god but he kept that connection and the only time we see where that might have been broken was when he said my god my god why hast thou forsaken me and he was forsaken on the cross because he was taking our place and because sin is rejected by god but he found that again that that trust after he went through that for us because then he said into your hands, I commit my spirit. And so he went through the dark time. He went through that for us so that we never need to be separated from God. Yes. And so uh, last week I spoke to you about the fact that Jesus is the son of David And as the son of David, Jesus is the great conqueror. And he is the one that will have an eternal throne, as I told you last week. And we don't have time to go over those scriptures again. But as the son of David, I I can't think of one time in a battle when David was defeated. David was always a conqueror. Jesus, the son of David, is always victorious, folks. If our life is in his care, then we, too, will be victorious. So, we have victory in Jesus. We have have everything we need to take us to heaven. Jesus came to be one of us. He came to be a son of of man so that we could be sons and daughters of God. He came with that mission. And this morning, we get to enjoy that and we get to appreciate that and we get to rejoice in that, that we have a conquering savior. Yes, he was made lower. Yes, he is the captain of our salvation. I like that word, that He's the Captain. Now you can, you can go different ways with that word. Uh, you can say that He's our leader; He leads the way. Uh, it's also correct to call Him the Author of our salvation. Uh, he's all. It's also translated that He's a Prince. Uh, the definition out of the concordance, Strong's concordance, is that uh, he is a pioneer. Uh, he came, he came as our leader to show us the way to glory, to show us the way to heaven, and he's there for us if we'll follow him. He'll take us safely home. He is, he is, the great Christ. He's all that we need, folks. He's all that we need. And I'm so glad this morning for Jesus. I'm so glad that He was willing to do that for us this morning. Will you stand with me? Ask you to bow your heads this morning you have a need of prayer you want to pray this morning we'd be glad to pray with you some have already prayed and I assure you that Jesus is able, able for every need we just have to keep saying yes yes to God and no to the devil yes to God and no to the devil Lord thank you this morning for these people that have come thank you for the word of God thank you for the Holy Spirit Lord we praise you for a savior who is entirely adequate for every need Lord Jesus as we wait for a moment if anyone feels a heavy heart this morning needs to pray we pray that you'd help them to come and present themselves to the Lord for his help This old preacher can't do anything, but Jesus can do it all. Lord, we thank you again this morning for your presence with us. We pray, dear Lord, that you'll keep your hand upon us as we go our way. Help us to exalt and glorify Christ. And let others about us know that he is the answer. That he can save from sin. He can set us on the path of life. Lord, bless this people, we pray. Bless those that are absent from us this morning through sickness. Touch their bodies and bring them back, we pray. We ask all these favors in Jesus' name. Amen. You are dismissed.